Hi, welcome to Turner Syndrome Talking to you with Emily. So this week we have Amy talking to us about her experience of Turner's and what that's like for her. So I hope you're excited for this episode because it is a great one. It is a great one. So I'll see you in a couple of seconds. This week on Turner's Talking to you, we have Amy talking to us. Hi, Amy. Hi, it's great to it's great to be a guest on the podcast. I've been, as I said previously, while we were just having a quick chat, really looking forward to it. And I think it's a brilliant thing you're doing. Oh, thank you, my lovely. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you're excited for it. That's nice. That's really nice. So you're a listener. So, you know, I want to ask a few things about Turner syndrome, if that's OK. Yes, of course. You know, I'm I'm a fairly open book when it comes to it, you know. Yeah. I don't okay. think yeah. Good. So what's your relationship with Turner Syndrome? So I was diagnosed with Turner Syndrome mosaicism at 10 years old. So that was September 2007. Um I've actually got my exact carrier type here, which is a little bit sciencey and boring, but I'll just mention it anyway. It's 46X, 46XQ duplication, which basically means in half my cells I've only got the one X chromosome and in the other half I've got both, but the second one is deformed. So sort of if you've ever seen like an X chromosome, sort of the top scoop, as I'm going to call it, is a lot shorter than the bottom scoop or legs. Mm-hmm. But they're the same length in my cells. So sort of that's my relationship and sort of my karyotype. Mm-hmm. Um, I started injections shortly after being diagnosed growth hormone injections. A uh, little bit difficult as someone who is massively needle phobic, as you can imagine. Um, I started off with the transjection pens. I don't mm-hmm. know if they've been mentioned to you before or you've used them yourself mm-hmm. or anything like that. So I started on those. And then after about two years, I wanted to gain a little bit more independence doing the injection. So I swapped to the easy pod. Mm-hmm. I had the easy pod. Oh, it was so cute the way you could um, customise it and have the different load-up screens and stuff. It just made the whole thing feel a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's interesting. Thank you for that explanation about your carrier type. Because I know that we're like more in tune with the science bit because we have to be with Turner Syndrome talking to doctors. But that's like on another level. I don't know my karyotype. <laughs> I'm sure my mum does. I only know it because I um, shortly after diagnosis, my dad um, actually worked for the Birmingham Children's Hospital and still does. So he knew sort of the staff and sort of he was able to get sort of more in-depth information for me being sort of a member of the hospital team. Okay. And... I also went to genetic counselling with my parents to understand just a little bit more. Now, I was 10 years old, so it obviously wasn't sort of too in-depth or anything. Mm. Um, But I did go to genetic counselling and I found that sort of 
really helpful actually and I think you know anyone diagnosed or anyone even who shares a life relationship with a girl with Turner's could actually benefit from sort of some form of genetic counselling even if it's not the sciencey bit just sort of help understand Mm, yeah I think talking no matter what it is it helps get your thoughts out much like journaling and everything it helps like when you say it out loud it doesn't seem as big as it is in your head exactly and I mean it doesn't just help as I said the girls with Turner's it helps the people around you because I think as well as it being a big thing for yourself it's a big thing for the people around you and the people who care about you and and being able to have that open dialogue and ask questions and be reassured or have even a little bit more understanding can be massively important to not only your physical care but your mental care as well and for the mental health of the people around you who might be worrying about you and might be a little bit confused mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's a really good really good point what's your most challenging thing of Turner syndrome being fitting in in general actually um the injections, the hospital appointments, the blood tests, the scans, none of that's great. And all because I suffer with joint problems as a result of my tenders, none of that's great. But I think you can deal with that. I think when it comes to having trouble fitting in and when your peers, especially in school, notice that you're having trouble fitting in. And kids can be cruel, mm-hmm. point blank. Yeah. Like kids can crawl mm-hmm. and anyone who is even slightly different or slightly doesn't seem to fit I'm going to do air quotes for anyone who can't see this the norm which I don't believe there's a normal anyway but there you go they can sort of latch onto that and it can be a really difficult time mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely kids can be cruel but I think some of that might be because they just don't understand oh yeah 100% I don't blame at all the children who gave me a tough time in school not at all because I didn't understand what was going on with me myself Mm -hmm. let alone be able to explain to other children so they could understand and empathize a bit more I don't blame them and if I saw any of them on the street I'd give them a big smile and ask how they are because we all grow and change as people and I'm definitely not the same person I was in school so I'm sure they're not yeah that's a beautiful mindset well done for having that mindset because I mean I don't know what you went through and I'm not asking you to share if you're not comfortable but going through teasing bullying it's not easy and I was so fortunate enough not to go through that but I would imagine that had I gone through that, I'd be quite resentful. So I really applaud your um, your mindset towards that because that's a really a really big mature thing to have to think like that. I'm happy to share a bit more. I mean, only if you're comfortable, and I'm not yeah. asking you to either. Absolutely. 
like I said, it, it helps because if even one other person listens to this and has gone through something similar, you know, it helps to know that you can come out the other end of it and you're mm -hmm. not alone, mm -hmm. especially like the teenage listeners and things like that. So a lot of it started with my development. Um, sort of, I still hadn't started hormone therapy at 13. You know, I didn't start it till I was sort of nearly 15. And obviously I wasn't developing in the same way as the other girls. And that resulted in a lot of teasing, my shortness, that resulted in a lot of teasing and name calling and the fact that I was just clumsy as well. You know, that, you know, I've used to fall over a lot because I was flat footed and my knees were going, obviously, you know, that caused a lot of teasing as well. And it was tough. I mean, my mum and dad fought to get me into a school that they thought would be the best for me. And I can't thank them enough for that because if I'd have gone to a different school, that could have been 10 times worse. Mm -hmm. um, I did go through teasing, through bullying, you know, the stereotypical kid that no one wanted to hang around with who'd hide in the school library and stick their head in a book and not see or speak to anyone all break time because if they did they knew sort of the teasing would happen the one who was always asked out as a joke on April Fools that sort of thing yeah. listening to that I'm like I'm tearing up a little bit I'm sorry you had to go through that do you know what I'm just glad it was me and not someone else because I could get through it I could cope with it I had the most amazing support of my family behind me and if that had been someone who didn't have that support and love and nurturing at home they might not have been able to get through it the way I was. Honestly your mindset is impeccable <laughs> um, so going on from that emotional <laughs> thing <laughs> what's been your most positive experience the sisterhood it creates I mean the bond between all of us girls with turners has been just beautiful to watch the love and support and I've never not once met or spoken to another girl with turners who hasn't been able to or even not wanted to support or love or be there and it's just amazing that something that could be so incredibly difficult could bring so many people together and create that bond and that sisterhood it's it's just a really positive thing it is isn't it it's a very positive thing completely right all the Facebook groups, you know, I'm friends with loads of girls with turners on Facebook, uh, the Facebook groups, the Facebook group chats, mm -hmm. and, you know, over, even from different countries, girls with turners just come together and band together and look out and look after each other and support. And I've noticed sort of the older girls who've got more experience with their turners and maybe more understanding of always willing to help the parents of newly diagnosed children or 
the teenagers just going up to secondary school who are starting to learn a bit more about their turners but don't quite understand it and just need someone to talk to or just someone to listen to them and it's great that we have a community that does that Mm -hmm. yeah it is it is what's your involvement in the UK society so I got um, referred to it and my parents did when I was first diagnosed Um, I had the most amazing paediatrician my most amazing paediatric endocrinologist Dr Jeremy Kirk and he made sure I had all the info on the society and from there until I reached about secondary school age till I was about 13, 14 it was mainly my parents involvement asking for support asking how to discuss certain things with me and then when I was able to be more involved, I joined the Facebook groups, I joined in the discussions. I even went to, um, to one of the local Turner Syndrome Support Society organised Christmas parties. Um, oh, yeah, it was, it was lovely. And, you know, Arlene's been amazing at so many points, offering advice, help, support, um, recommending books. So when I had my injections, the society I think it was actually sent out a star chart and you sent back the star chart and each month he'd done a full month of injections without missing any you got a little prize and it was sort of something yeah. to look forward to every month and sort of it's just been a massive sort of support of advice of counselling even just quite highly involved I'd like to think Mm. and I know a number of people are which is what makes it what it is yeah definitely it's the volunteers it's the committee members it's Arlene it's everyone isn't it it's a group it is it's everyone from admin to the volunteers to the members yeah, to the members, to us girls who were the first ones to jump in and support each other. Without any one of those, the whole thing falls apart. Yeah, definitely, definitely. How has the society helped you? So I'll always remember this one example, as silly as it sounds, and it will give you a bit of a giggle and hopefully give the reader, like the listeners, a bit of a giggle too. So one of my main stories of how they've helped me is, as I discussed, I was struggling to develop because I was on hormone therapy and we spoke to Arlene about that. And she recommended gel bras and even told us where to get them and (laughs) things like that. So I didn't look quite so different to the other girls and silly little things like that to really important things like giving us more information on the growth hormone and providing with books and information and leaflets that have helped me better understand myself and my condition to helping my parents and even my employer because I work full-time um, they even do a leaflet for employers, which I 
printed off and handed to my employer and they've read through it and now they can understand how to help me through the work day and my work life more. There is not an aspect of my life that hasn't been helped in some way by the society. Mm, that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. And it's just a testament to the society, isn't it? And if Absolutely. everything works together, like you said, your workplace read it and helped you. If everyone works together, it can be done. It can Absolutely. be an easy flowing life. Exactly. And sometimes it's hard to put the words yourself. So then having it on paper and then having almost like a conversation starter. So for example, there are certain things in the leaflet that my workplace have come back to me and gone, right, it says this, how can we can how can we support you with that? Or it says here you might need a little bit of extra training or a little bit of extra time. How are you coping? Do you feel you need that? Do you feel that you're okay? That sort of thing, just sort of conversation starts from all these things is really important mm -hmm. it really is yeah what's your most important message for people with Turner syndrome would you say I'd say it's a part of you but it doesn't have to be you um yes a lot of our life is impacted by Turner's like our um, hospital appointments, our height, our, you know, struggling with spatial awareness, things like that. But don't let it become you. Don't, don't let anyone tell you what you can't do because of it. Find out for yourself what you can't do and go from there. But if you don't try, you're not going to be able to do it and you can surprise yourself and other people. And that's the best feeling to go. I was told because of my turners, I wouldn't do this, but look at me, I am doing this. Mm -hmm. Wow. I feel silly saying this because I'm like not a mother, but like all you girls that have been on here, I feel like such a proud mum. <laughs> no. Don't be silly. I mean, there are various. Honestly, because everyone has had such an amazing, important message, and equally as yours. There are so many different types of mother, and it's not silly to feel like a proud mother. You know, it's not just being a mum to a child. It's being mothering to your friends being nurturing to definitely an adopted child being even a fur baby mom and being a mom to your dogs and cats yeah. you know I'm definitely a mom to my cat mm -hmm. I'm a fur baby mom and proud of it <laughs> but honestly I'm I do really feel like a proud mother of everyone who's been on my podcast including you so thank, thank you, you. I'm always the same when I speak to sort of the younger girls with Turner's who then go, look what I did, or I've done this, or I've just done my first six months of growth hormone and I've grown this much. It's sort of, you do feel that bond and that pride and that. Yeah, you do. You do, definitely. Is there anything else you'd like to add to this episode? 
we haven't covered? Uh, just thank you for having me and thank you to the guests who've gone beforehand. Thank you to the society because you're all raising awareness and starting that conversation and making it more about the lives rather than the condition. And I think that is so important that it doesn't become just a condition, but it's something that people live with and there are people behind the condition. Mm -hmm. And that's really important. Well, thank you. And I just want to, again, appreciate your beauty, your uniqueness, your mentality. Your mentality is incredible, incredible. Thank you. I mean, I think when you go through a tough time, you've got one of two choices. You let it make you bitter and resentful and upset, or you use it as a positive experience and go, well, now I know the type of person I don't want to be. I mm. never want to make someone feel the way I felt then. Mm. And you go from it. Yeah. I sincerely love this episode, Amy. Thank you so very much. I've loved chatting with you. It's felt like, you know, we've never met each other in person, but it has been just like sitting, chatting, talking to a friend. It's been mm -hmm. brilliant. Yeah. I hope it's been everything you've wanted and more because I know you're excited. It's um, been brilliant and I can't it's... wait to listen to it. And I know that loads of people I've spoken to about it can't wait to listen and mm -hmm. things like that because I've spoken to my fiance, my parents, everyone about it. Oh good, well I'm glad you're excited. So thank you so much for your time and everyone listening I'll see you next week. Yay, thank you Amy for that episode. I really enjoyed meeting you and this conversation we had. I really enjoyed it and I hope everyone listening did as well. So next week we have Catherine talking to us about her experience of tennis and what that means. So have a beautiful week and if ever you need any information to do with tennis, go to www.tss.org.uk. Have a lovely, lovely week.